The skyrocketing prices of healthcare is real. It means life and death for a lot of people. Should we care? Let's talk about it. The cost of healthcare has become a big, big issue. And it's a very huge issue because a lot of people who work so hard uh, in, uh, in the labor force don't have access to healthcare. And even worse, there are people who really need it and can't afford it. Should we care? Should it be an an issue for honest debate? Should it be politicized? I think that in order to have an honest conversation about healthcare, we have to deploy empathy and we have to deploy massive amounts of compassion. My line of work as a nurse places me right there on the front lines with patients on different sides of the spectrum. I meet very wealthy patients who can afford just about any kind of cosmetic surgery that they want. They can afford any kind of health care that they need, even beyond uh, the, the usual up to cutting edge surgery. They are right there. Whatever it is that is available in terms of technology, uh, medical technology, they can pay for it. And then I meet patients who are dying to have to be able to afford an insulin pen and just because it's overpriced, they can't afford it. How do we bridge this gap? You know, if I, I have a very personal experience with not being able to afford healthcare when you need it. My mother worked so many years as a nurse and when she got sick, she lost her health care. She, she was unable to work, and so she lost her health care. This was several, so many years ago. This is more than 10 years ago. And this was at a time where all you had was to go to the ER if you didn't have health care or health care insurance. And when you go to the ER, you're in a waiting room filled with, you know, people, hundreds of people waiting to be seen. And the healthcare professional is the professionals on duty are stretched. The healthcare resources are stretched at the facility. So you're waiting and you're really sick. And, and even when they see you, it's non-personal, it's non-prescriptive, it's, it's, it's not individualized. And you go home and you know deep within you that you're not getting the type of care that you deserve. And I say deserve because you've worked hard for it. You've, you know, I think it's atrocious that working class people put in so many hours of their life and then at their most vulnerable state, when they really need health care, we tell them it's a luxury. You don't deserve it. If you can't afford it, you don't get it. It's, it's a privilege. I think that is the, we are, as a society, we are, at our lowest moment, when we decide that healthcare is a money-making tool, you know, it's a, it's a profit t uh, tool versus treat healthcare 
as a right. That is where that is my I, I think that access to quality health care it makes it can determine it's it literally means the difference between someone dying and someone living. It also determines the kind of quality of life that you get to leave. You know, at any point during the time when my mom was sick and when she ultimately died uh, due to heart failure, you know, it could have, things could have changed, could have had a better outcome possibly if she had access to cutting edge medical technology, if she could afford it. And it pains me to think about it today that we're still dealing with the same issues. As a general, as people, we have, because, you know, we don't think these kind of bad things can happen to us. So we, we turn our backs. We lack the empathy for people who struggle to afford basic health care. I think we should we can do better as a society. I think we can change that. What we now know about our current state of healthcare in America, I mean these are facts. Is that a a, a segment of society has better has access to better healthcare than others. Depending on what zip code you live in or depending on what uh, you know demographic that you belong, if you are living in an urban area or a rural area, depending on how much access to cash or money, uh, if you can afford the copay or the, uh, the premiums, the deductibles, these are factors that determine whether you have uh, access to quality health care or not. To make matters worse, people have had to make decisions not to leave an employment or make a, a leave a job that they hate or they don't find fulfillment in just so they can protect their health insurance. And even with that health insurance, it also seems that when you really need it, that employer sponsored health insurance at most at times is insufficient. You know, you, you're paying for it from every paycheck. They're deducting it without you, you know, you know, you set it up and they deduct it with their, with every paycheck that you receive. And you think in the back of your mind that, okay, at some point when I need it, if I need a pre-screening checkup or if I need to go run some labs or if I end up in the ER, God forbid, that health insurance will come in handy. But a lot of times we find out that it's inadequate. You get it even, even after you tender your insurance card, you, get, you go home and you receive a bill in the mail of 
hundreds to thousands of dollars stating that the insurance company was only uh, able to uh, cover a certain percentage of it. So you're now responsible for the rest of it. That picture is just wrong on all levels. You know, I think that insurance works best because it protects us. It gives you uh, at some you know, assurance that when you go out there, you can go out there and do your do your work and live your life, knowing that if you need um, quality health care, if you need if you get sick or if something happens, an accident happens, you can get the best care available at the best, you know, for the best price and you're covered. And research has shown that these uh, mishaps or accidents or illness that affect uh, most people, it only, it, it doesn't happen to a lot of people. It only it probably it only happens to a small percentage of people. Uh, the large majority of us, we most of us are healthy. So most of us, the working class, are still uh, able to, you know, get around through their activities of daily living without any problems or issues. And so the the members of this majority, this healthy majority go about their day thinking that hmm, I'm fine. I'm probably not going to get sick or probably uh, I'm probably not going to need health insurance. And so we walk around and go about a, a, a day assuming that why worry? Why should we why should I care about having health insurance? I'm healthy anyway. You know, as a nurse, it's my job to be there to provide moral support to a patient who doesn't have ability to pay for the health care that they need the most that could determine whether they live or die. I'm right there at their bedside praying for them. You know, I, I, I listen, I employ empathy and uh you know, and I do everything that I can to meet them at the point of their need within my ability and within the scope of my practice. But what I want to encourage all of us listeners is that we have a moral duty to pursue universal health care for everybody, regardless of your background, your race, your ability to pay, your... If you're in this country, I believe that you deserve universal health care. You deserve quality health care as a right. You can call me socialist. You can call me whatever you want. But I don't see politics in this. I see our humanity. I see the things that bring us together. We all have the same struggles. We're all human. I recently heard a, read an article about a very wealthy individual, wealthy man, the, the owner of 
the Seattle Seahawks football team. And he died after a protracted uh, struggle with, with illness. And it was so evident that regardless of how much money you have, how much fame, popularity, your achievements, you know, sadly, these are the metrics of success in our society, money, fame, power. We are still mortal. You're still vulnerable to, the, to illnesses. You know, this body that we have is fickle and it can succumb to a myriad of diseases. That in itself is, uh, is, an, is, problem, we, is a problem that we share across, across the board. And if we as a nation have the ability to, uh, you know, to create medical technology that is far advanced than most other nations in the world, it is a moral duty that we make that available to everybody that's in our shores, that's on this land. Especially if you're a taxpayer, especially if, you, if you're contributing to society, you should never have to worry about being able to be cared for or access health care whenever you need it. And so you see, because we... You know, majority of us go about not worrying about uh, the likelihood of us getting sick. You know, we think that we're not going to need, we don't need to worry about these bad things and accidents and health and illnesses that happen to other people. You know, we separate ourselves from them. You know, we have this we versus them kind of mentality. You know, as long as we're healthy, we have a job, we have our own, you know, uh, employer-sponsored health insurance, you know, and, and we're financially sa- stable somewhat, we don't have to worry about those poor people who don't have access to health care or those people who are crying every day, uh, asking their government to, asking society to not turn their backs on them at their most vulnerable place. We can do better. Okay? We, we don't grow, we don't progress as a society when we look down at the most vulnerable among us. You know, I, I, I need to encourage y'all to think beyond your own bubble. Walk a mile in another man's shoes. Place yourself in that situation. Place yourself in that adversity that the other man is going through. Put yourself in that suffering and imagine what it's like not to have or not to have support, not to have access. We are all united in this world. We have more in common than the things that divide us or that separate us. Our health and access to quality health care should be a non-political issue. It should be an issue that we can unite on. Maybe this is 
just a fantasy. It's just a dream of mine. You know, I imagine one day when universal healthcare is no longer a political debate. It's a reality. You know, America should be able to provide universal health care to people on this land, period. We have the ability to do that. We have the financial, the finances are there. I'm a taxpayer. I pay 30% of my income annually, 30 to 40% of my income annually into the tax system. I have a say. Whether you like it or not, I have, I, and I believe that my taxpayers, my, my taxpaying dollars should be allocated towards universal health care as a right to everybody here. You know, and that's a hope of mine. It's, it's, it's a hope that I, you know, that I have. I pray that it will happen one day. If we could, all of us, could be honest with each other and agree that we have a a broken system. Our system is not sustainable. A system where only a segment of society has access to quality health care and others don't. Especially the people who really need it, they don't. That's a broken system. The day we can meet at that point, that's the day, you know. But and and maybe today, let's let's at least today, as you listen to my message, let's all agree that we have a broken system. And then we can start from that point to have a conversation about what the solutions can look like. You know, the first step of solving a problem is admitting that the problem actually exists. You know, and then maybe we could, we we, will be able to deploy compassion and empathy to everybody else. And maybe one day we'll find a solution to this, to the broken healthcare system that we have in our society. I wish you all well, and I wish you that you continue in your quest for a better society, a more just, empathetic, and compassionate society. Thank you.